Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told myself I was going to be calm this morning. I'm not going to be calm this morning. Oh, because God is here. God is here. God is here. One of the very first songs we sung today said, come to the river. I think when we're dry and we're thirsty, we go for what? We go for water. And you're out in the desert, you're looking for water. Some of us have been in the desert walk and the Lord said, drink from me right now. The song said, oh, my soul thirst for you. Are we thirsting for him? Are we thirsting for his presence? Isaiah 44, 3 said, for I will pour water on him who is thirsty. Now, if it only stopped there, that's for us. But, (laughs) and floods on the dry ground. How many of you know some dry grounds? If it only stopped there. But he said, I will pour my spirit on your descendants. How many of you have descendants watching my live stream? How many here in the sanctuary have someone you know in your family that does not know Jesus as their Savior? He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Bishop encouraged in the word, pick up your shield of faith and pick up your battle axe. It's time for war. It's time we war on behalf of the lost. Woo! And I will pour my spirit over your descendants and my blessings and my blessings and my blessings on your descendants. Woo! (laughs) I don't know you, but I've been blessed. And I'm still being blessed. And if I'm being blessed and you're being blessed, our descendants are going to be blessed. Pastor, come, lead us in prayer for the lost today. Let's pray for the network. Let's know that God is still on the throne and alive today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our voices to the Lord. Father, we praise you. We bless you this morning. And Lord, we do war, Lord God. We do war for lost souls. We lift up all of our unsaved loved ones before you this morning. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pick up our weapons, our weapons of praise, our weapons of prayer, our weapons of worship, our weapons of the word of God, our weapons, hallelujah, the blood of Jesus. And we go to war, hallelujah. Hallelujah for every lost soul we war this morning in the name of Jesus and Father pray that you would find them this morning that you would go where they are that your word would reach them this morning in the name of Jesus Hallelujah Father God we pray that you would save them we pray for their salvation we pray for their deliverance we pray for their healing this morning in the name of Jesus we war for lost souls in the mighty name of Jesus.
Jesus. Yes, Lord. And Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for our leaders this morning. We pray for Apostle C, Lord God. We pray for Sister C this morning. We lift them up before you. We speak blessing over them, grace over them, favor over them, healing over them, strength over them. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And we pray, Lord God, for Pastor Gardner. We lift him up before you this morning. And we speak blessing over his life, strength over his life, Lord. Healing over his life, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, yes, Lord. 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 My soul says yes this morning. Yes to the will of God. Yes to the word of God. Yes, hallelujah. And Father, we pray for every chaplain this morning, for the FRC, for the OIC chaplains. God, we speak grace over their lives. Strength and blessing, Lord. Healing and anointing, God. Give them courage as they're out there on the front lines. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for the EACM, for every church this morning, every parachurch this morning, every ministry, every minister, Lord God. Grace them, Lord, for the task at hand. Grace every ministry, Lord, to go forth, to go forward with power, anointing in the name of Jesus. And yes, Lord, we pray for this great house, Lord. We thank you, Father, for our leaders, our bishop and Dr. Shell. We lift them up this morning. Father, we lift them up before you. Yes, we lift them up, oh God. Every concern, Lord God, every need, in the name of Jesus, we speak blessing over them. We speak grace over them. Grace, 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 grace and more grace in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray, oh God, that as we enter into this new normal, Lord, give them strategies. Give them wisdom, oh God. Empower them, Lord. Hallelujah, like never before. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We speak life, grace, strength, and growth, exponential growth into this house in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for every family that's watching live stream. We pray that your anointing would invade their homes. Your blessing would be upon them. Your grace, Lord God, would enrich them. Salvation in their homes. Blessing in their homes. Healing in their homes. Deliverance in their homes. Revival. Let it break out in their homes. In the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody, with one voice. Lift your voice now. Give the Lord God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. We bless your name. Glory. Glory be to God. Good morning, church. And good morning to everyone in the sanctuary. Happy Mother's Day and everyone on live stream. So good to see you join us. And I look forward to seeing your faces when you come into the house of the Lord. Amen. But we dwell in the house of the Lord all the time because the house of the Lord, the church is where, saints? It's in us. Amen. So God is so good. 
And I just welcome you all. And I want to uh, pray this morning over the moms. I want to thank God for mom this morning. You know, I don't care how old you get. When you miss mom, you miss mom if she's not with you. And uh, my own mother was born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-thumping, Jewish woman of God. And she came to know Jesus later on in life. And when she passed on, and I just want to share this because I think it will be an encouragement to folks that maybe have lost someone during this season, whether to COVID or to any sickness or disease. But I'll never forget as I held her in my arms while she was passing. And I remember the Lord speaking to me something that just has carried me through life. And I said, God, please don't take her away from me. And I heard the Lord say, I'm having a conversation with your mother that has nothing to do with you. And he says, I'm showing her where she's headed, and I'm promising her that I will take care of you and Jerry and the children and the church. And she said to me, I'm going home. So be encouraged in that because God's had conversations with your loved ones. God's spoken to them and assured them. And I don't know about you, but if I see glory, I'm out of here. Amen. So let that be an encouragement to you on this Mother's Day. But I just want to pray with the moms this morning. And I thank God for all of my kids, my natural daughters. I love them, love them, love them to pieces. And my spiritual children, I just love you all to pieces. And uh, I thank God. I thank God for all the wonderful wishes and the gifts I've received. Uh, we were just so blessed yesterday to see a couple of our spiritual children. And, uh, you know, they just said, we got to stop by. And I said, praise the Lord. But uh, listen, we moms don't take any of that for granted. We appreciate it so much. And so I want to pray this morning, moms. And if you are watching by live stream, just simply put your hand on your chest. And if you're sitting here in the sanctuary, put your hand on your chest. Or if somebody is sitting next to you that's family, let them lay hands on you. And we're going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the gift of motherhood. We are so thankful today, God, because in that process of motherhood, we learn about ourselves, but we learn about who we were meant to be through you. And God, we thank you for the good, the bad, the ugly, the triumphant, the sweet, 
and the beautiful parts of motherhood. And God, we thank you that as we learn more about who you are, we also begin to learn your unconditional love, the way we love our kids. Lord, keep guiding us. Keep guiding us as mothers, as parents, and make us understand where our hands end and yours begin. Let us let go. Let go. And step by step, stage by stage, show us how to guide them. Help us to learn to encourage them. Let them know that we're their biggest cheering section, their biggest fans. Sustain us, Lord, when we're just tired out. You are our strength in our weakness. You are strong. When we begin to panic and we're in our emotions and our protective mama bear instincts, help us to remember to lay those burdens at your feet. As we face impossible situations, unprecedented situations. Let us trust you. Lord, let us be that reflection of heaven in the earth so that when our children look at us, they see themselves as beloved of you and us. There is no condemnation or shame, but let us impart that love and acceptance and forgiveness in their lives. Let them know true freedom. Let them forgive unendingly. Even where it was hard for us to forgive, don't let that pass on to our kids. Let them forgive and love, and bless. Help us to continue to grow each day, Lord. Let your Holy Ghost and all you've done for us through the blood of Jesus take root. Don't let us compare ourselves to anyone else. Let us just look to you. And God, we just thank you because you loved us first. And that's how we come to love. So may our kids know you like never before too. That our generation will pass that to theirs and they will pass that to theirs and so on. The love of Jesus. Thank you, God. Bless every one of us moms today and cover us in the precious blood of Jesus. And we thank you for that. And Lord, as we go forth now to hear and absorb your word, we don't want to just hear it. We want it to work a work in us. And I pray that everything I share today, God, will bring change to our lives. Because we don't want to leave this broadcast or leave this place the same way we came in. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name.
And I want to share with you a Mother's Day clip that was significant to me. Amen? Bless the moms. When I move out one day, my mom will be very sad. I feel my mom's love in my heart, like, it's right here. I, I'm feeling it right, right now. Sometimes I love her, sometimes I don't. When I'm angry, I don't. My mom is everything to me. She just is this ray of energy and sunlight and positivity. The thing that I wish I could have done more of is thanking her. Didn't matter what shape I was in, I could always come home to mom. My mom was basically the glue that held me together. When I left the Philippines, I knew that my son will be in good hands because I know my mom will take care of him. My mom is kind of smart, you know, dad's mouth. If I would say like one to ten, it would be a five. Maybe my poor dad got the raw end of the deal, but I do remember my mother saying to him when there was an argument about something I'd done, she says, you don't want to hurt her spirit. I remember that. My mom was diagnosed with uh, a really rare disease about 12 hours before she died. So we didn't get a lot of time to, to talk or to say goodbye, but she did get to say that she loved me, which were her last words. Uh, and I cherish that because I have I've been able to hang on to it. I'm probably going to say to my mom, you're a wonderful person and you're my mentor. I tie an invisible string to my heart and she ties the same one to her heart and it's always attached together. My mother, she struggled a lot with addiction. Sorry, I'm getting upset. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. You know, you have partners, you have friends, you have kids, um, but there is nobody else who um, who will ever care about you as much. My son now always tells me, I love you, Mama. But for 48 years, you realize I didn't say I love you to my mom. I can think of three words. I forgive you. You were good, Mom. You did really good. Thank you, Mom. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We thank God for our moms. And what I liked about that particular clip is no moms are perfect and some moms weren't great moms but it's all good because God gives us one mom and one dad so we bless them in the name of Jesus amen well it's time and I'm not preaching a mother's day word gang amen uh, but it's called Passover to Pentecost. And I'm excited because I kind of want to stay in this vein of sharing with you what God's saying in this hour. Because we need to hear. We need to know that even right now, we've crossed over. 
We've crossed over. The Israelites crossed over, and we are a representation of them. And we've crossed over to the uh, promised land. And yes, they, they entered into 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. But God's saying to us, we don't have to wander. A lot of us have been wandering for a long time. But God's saying, no, you've crossed over. And in this year, 2020, he says, I'm giving you fresh vision. I'm giving you eyes to see. And one of the things God said is we got to stay vigilant and we got to stay alert. Now, I don't know how many times many of us have heard it's a season of the next great awakening. So wake up. If you haven't gotten awoke yet after COVID, uh, wake up. Uh, one person called me and said, I don't get it. Why are we still now in two more weeks of quarantine? And I said, I refuse to look at it negatively. Maybe God's still trying to get some people's attention. <laughs> Maybe we need to stay seeking more than we've ever sought him. I want to tell you that we're entering a new era. Listen, life will never be the same. You're not going to see anywhere around you the atmosphere remain the same. You're going to go into businesses, you're going to go into places, and it's not the same. And it's not going to be the same. Now, maybe 60% of the population will go back to business as usual, and maybe they won't have the relationship with God, but we can do something different. We, the people of God who are pressing in, did you hear Bishop's prophetic word? How many of you know the word of the Lord is endless and it goes on for eternity? That word, I don't care when he gave it. It was so exciting to see him giving it again because it applies to us. And he loves us so much. He'll speak the word of the Lord no matter if it hurts our feelings. He said, come on, you're going to come out of the depression. You're going to come out of it, and you're going to see the hope. Because we're in a new era. Pentecost is May 31st. And God is saying, and hear what I'm saying in these next few minutes, because it's the prophetic word of the Lord uh, given by uh, Becca Greenwood, who is a very dear friend, and she um, is in Colorado, and she is a watchman on the wall. And she said uh, to me, she said, Cheryl, you're going to see corruption exposed in this season during uh, going from Passover to Pentecost. She says, get ready to see incredible corruption exposed. Now, we're already seeing some, but I don't believe you're seeing all of it yet. <laughs> and this is awesome. She said there is coming a recoiling. So I began to wonder, recoiling. I got to look at this. Recoiling. 
it, uh, the, the definition includes this, a boomerang effect. Now, if you know anything about a boomerang, you throw it out there and it whirls around, but it comes back at you. Now, if you know how to catch, you're okay, but it might just hit you right in the head. And she said, you're going to see a boomerang effect with this corruption being exposed. So she said, it doesn't mean negative effects in terms of the virus. It's not going to boomerang and hit us again. But she said, it has to do with the nations and the economy. Now, this is powerful, and I want you to absorb it. I'm sorry if you're offended. It's not a you know, happy, smiley, warm, fuzzy Mother's Day message. But this is so key to the season we're in. And she said it means that it's going to be a boomerang effect to those who meant to create harm. Those who meant to boomerang or, or to create this effect on our economy and crush us and dry us up and put us in a bad place. She says, those who meant to bring harm, it will boomerang back, bringing negative effects to those who meant harm. Wow. I mean, you got to get excited about that. Not that we want to see people harmed, but I want to see them demons of hell destroyed. And I'm not talking about people. Hear me. When we do warfare, that's another thing. Did you hear the word of the Lord through Bishop? Time to pick up your weapons of war. We're not against people. We're praying for every corrupt person to get saved. Jesus made Saul a Paul. But I'm talking about really boomeranging the effects of the powers of darkness. They're going to get boomeranged, and that thing's going to swing all around the earth. And you're just going to see, just picture in your mind a zillion demons falling. And we're going to see just how Pharaoh tried to recapture Israel, and he tried to go back and change his mind. And what happened, man? The waters of the Red Sea flooded the darkness. But it, God put a light and a cloud over his people. So we're going to see the shaking. We're going to see the exposing, the rearranging of the economy. And not just here in America. We're going to see. Remember I've said to you, God is looking at the nations. He's looking to see, are the nations going to respond to me? And God said to me, he goes, the ones that respond to me, I will move. He said, America is waking up finally. He said, I see my intercessors arising all over the nation. He says, I see them maturing. And he says, get ready. Because he says, the economy here is not going to be negative. And he says, and it's not going to be negative in the nations that look to me. It's a new era. And he says, the enemy is exposed. And you're going to see that what's gone on behind the scenes of the virus exposed all the demonic agendas because our God is an awesome God. 
Jesus Christ is Lord. Hashem is always in control. So I want to share that today. But I want to move on to the season right now that we're in. And the key is, saints, when you pray, pray protection and wisdom for the leaders of this country. Pray. And that's all of them from, I don't, people say, you don't pray for that governor. Yes, I do. I pray she gets a Holy Ghost manifestation dream in the middle of the night. She wakes up scared out of her socks and changed. Yes, I do. And I'm excited for her because God's got a hold of her because there's too many people praying. But pray for protection and wisdom for every leader and pray for protection and wisdom of your uh, spiritual leaders. We got a lot, you know, uh, Bishop Vaughn was online the other night with our tribe, and she said, hey, gang, you better be ready to have the word of the Lord and how to minister to the folks, because as we're coming out of this, she says, guess who's the next ones up to bat? The, those of us that are spiritual leaders, because they're not going to look anymore. And out of the government leaders, they're going to be looking for some spiritual insight. And she goes, and you better know what to say. And it better not be garbage. It can't come out of our brains. It's got to come out of the spirit of God. So ask God to release angels to guide us. Listen, no complaining, no murmuring, no negativity, no fear. Crush those things in your lives. Crush them in your family's lives. Crush them everywhere. And again, he repeated himself to me as he always does. He says, seek me, seek me, seek God. Saints, you got time, seek him. Some of you are saying, I have less time now than before the virus. Seek him, seek him, seek him. Repent. I had one of my sons say, I'm so sick of repenting. Keep repenting. Keep repenting. And ask God to let you stand in the gap for repentance for your loved ones, for the body of Christ, for your enemies. Ask God to give you that gift of repentance. Make a decision. This is it. I'm moving forward in God. And surrender. Surrender. Listen, moms understand surrender. <laughs> when we get at our wits end, okay, God, here, I can't do this. He says, corruption and unjust agendas will not, will not, will not, will not weather the storm of justice in this next season. Justice is a big thing in this next season because we see, we're seeing so much injustice that we're going to see justice move. I'm sick right up to there with racism and garbage. It's 2020. And we're still looking with these disgusting eyes and ideas. God is changing the mindset of this nation. 
We should rise up in anger. It's righteous anger. No, no person who just is out exercising should be murdered, especially if they're of another race or color. What's wrong with America still? Time to pray it down. You've prayed everything else down. Time to kill that thing too. Everything is unprecedented right now as we cross over. As we're breaking through to Pentecost, everything's unprecedented. So don't rise up with your physical fists. Rise up with your spiritual fists. You'll do so much more good. It's a time of restoration. Did you hear the prophetic word of the Lord? Bishop said, it's hope, it's encouragement, no depression. He says, it's a time of restoration, but it's a time to war. So get your spiritual fists up there and go do some damage in the spirit realm. You're not hating people. You're hating that devil behind them. Hashem is always in control. I keep saying it because I want it to get so deep in your spirit. Hashem. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about if you haven't tuned in before, but Hashem is Hebrew for God. Hashem. If you talk to any practicing Jewish person and you say, is it true that Hashem is in control? They'll smile because they're taught that from the womb. So in this season now, where are we? It's a month, it's the month of Lyar. L-Y-A-R. That's the Hebrew calendar, and that is the new month we're in. It comes every year, just like January, February, March, etc. But Lyar in the Hebrew calendar, listen, this is powerful. It is interesting how it fell. Nothing in is a uh, is an accident in God. This particular month of Lyar this year fell the month after uh, COVID has been going down, down, down. Well, interesting point. Lyar in the wilderness was the month after the crossing over of Israel and they began their journey into the wilderness. Oh, what a coincidence, Dr. Cheryl. Nothing has been a coincidence in God. And it is not a coincidence that this Passover was so significant because it's the first Passover in the history of the Jewish people that they celebrated it the same way they did the first one, at home, isolated, in their houses, because the angel of death was passing over. And the angel of death passed over so many, and we've gone through this Passover and had such an incredible experience, and here we are in the same Hebrew calendar month of Lyar, well, where we're crossed over just like they did. Crossed over. We're coming out of this Red Sea. We're coming out of the Egyptian experience. And so we're breaking through to what? What's so big a deal? See, nothing is an accident. It's interesting that as we break through after this Passover, where are we headed? 
Pentecost. May 31st, Pentecost. And awesome because they got the Holy Ghost like never before. Now the Holy Ghost wasn't resting on top of them, man. They got filled with the Holy Ghost. Look with me at Exodus 16, verse 1 to 5. They took their journey from Elam. And all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month, Liar, after their departing out of the land of Egypt. We've just crossed over. We've come out of Egypt. How many of you feel like, oh my gosh, I see daylight? And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Next verse. That's it. That's six. Ooh, that's a fat. No, that's two. One, two. One through five. Nope. Verses one through Five. That's verse 2, 3, 4, and 5. No problem. There we are. And the children of Israel said to them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full. For you have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Verse 4, then said the Lord to Moses, Behold, I'll rain bread from heaven for you, and the people will go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they'll walk in my law or no. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Because God kept his Sabbath no matter what. So you better get as much as you need because that's it. Now it's very interesting here. Because here they are, just been delivered out of the Red Sea. Now to me, I said, God, how? How? How could they murmur and complain when they just saw what you did at the Red Sea? I mean, that had blown me away. I mean, you know, Cecil B. DeMille's got nothing on God. <laughs> but here they are, man, stepping onto dry land, walking on, and start to murmur and complain. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, well, you know, you do that sometimes. And I just froze. I said, whoa. He says, people do that a lot. He says, they just see me move in their lives in a big way with finances, with faith, with healing, and they turn right around 20 minutes later and something happens and they fall apart. Wow. See, we think we're above the Israelites. <laughs> we're not. And they began to murmur and complain. But I want you to see the awesome thing here. In spite of complaining, in spite of disobedience, disrespect, God was good. 
He could have said, I'm just going to take my finger and wipe you out. That's all it would have taken. Six million, 12 million, because they don't count the women and kids, whatever. You know, he could have just said, Pastor Mo, here, go find a new tribe. But he didn't. Look what God did. He didn't even address it. He goes, look, I'm going to provide manna in the desert, and they'll pick it up and just make sure they pick up enough on the sixth day so they'll rest on the seventh. And wow, God's goodness. Can you just say that? Wow, God's goodness. You know, he was so good that he gave his only son. I want to take a minute right right now in this, in this space. He was so good, he gave his only son and shed his blood for you, for me, for all of us. And he said, just come to me. Let me be Lord of your life. Let me take over. You let go. And if that's where you're at today, maybe you've never done that. Maybe... You've done it a hundred times. See, some people say to me, oh, do I got to get saved all over again? No. Salvation is an experience. It's not a prayer. Although it's nice to let's introduce you to him and bring him into your heart. So just pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you died and rose again to give me eternal life. Come in. Come in to this heart and give me a heart of flesh. Let me love you, serve you, and see you in my life. So I start today. You are Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for eternal life. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, is it that simple? It is to invite him in. He'll go where you want him to come. But now it's a journey. And just like the Israelites had to start their journey, that's what you're doing and I'm doing. We're either starting it or we're pressing on. And so God showed his goodness. And you know, I said, God, how does that apply to today? He goes, well, some people are discouraged in the midst of the virus. They're discouraged and they're disobedient and they're disrespectful. But he says, time to just encourage. Listen, saints, let's watch our words in this next season like never before. I challenge you. How many of you have been enjoying the challenge of 15 minutes of praise every day? Wow, I don't know about you, but all I keep doing is crying. (laughs) Well, now I challenge you with watching your words in this next season. Let your words be promise and hope. Promise and hope. Let your words Be gentle and kind, even to those around you who you feel like, I got to get out of here. I just need to go take a walk for two seconds. I keep staring at the same faces. 
words of encouragement, words of love, words of kindness. Encourage, encourage. Look with me at Exodus 15, 25 and 26. See, when we see God's goodness and we are encouraged and we see that God can be not affected or not hurt by things that have been said to him, can't we too? And look what happened. It says he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. And said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord, see, seek him, seek him, seek him, and do that which is right in his sight. Did he say perfect in his sight? No, he said, do that which is right. Keep doing. Remember I've said to us, keep doing what you know to do is right. In the midst of COVID, in the midst of sickness, in the midst of your awful, awful situations, in the midst of, oh my God, I am going to die. This whole thing's falling apart. I'm never going to be able to show my face. In the midst of all that garbage, God says, just do that which is right in my sight. And we'll give ear to the commandments and keep all his statutes. I'll put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I'm the Lord that healeth thee. He's the Lord that heals. He's the Lord that heals. And the coolest part about it is he took and he made what was bitter sweet. See, can you look at your situation and let God make it sweet? You know, as I was studying this, and I think I've shared this testimony before, but I'm Jewish and my aunt was a survivor of the Holocaust. And for years before she passed, she was 100 when she passed. But for years, my aunt had married in Poland, where she first came from, uh, born and raised in Poland, and her parents were barons and baronesses. And um, she married in Poland at like the age of 17 and had her children, three little children. And so when the Holocaust broke out, when the Germans came in and took over, they took over her town, they murdered her entire family in front of her. And her three little ones, I think they were like four and three or two and like 18 months, something really, no, the, the youngest was an infant, in fact, in her arms. And I think I shared this, that right in front of her, they took her children, they gunned down the four and the two-year-old, riddled them with bullets, and they threw the infant into the air and shot it. Now, hello, I would have just said, shoot me, kill me too. But my aunt, and, and that's why I just have such a, every time I go through stuff, I think, okay, I didn't go through, through that. 
I'm so thankful. My aunt went on. She came to America after the war. She came out of Auschwitz, which was the worst camp. She never talked much about her experience there. But when she came to America, she married a rabbi who was a wonderful man and had my other three cousins, the ones that she raised when I was around. And he died in the pulpit of the synagogue preaching. So she experienced that loss. And he was a wonderful man. And then she married my uncle. And all through it, listen, this is what stuck with me. I would talk to her, and she would say, oh, Shettle. She couldn't say Cheryl. Shettle. She says, you must love God. And she just encouraged me, love God. And before she died, she let Bishop and I lead her to Jesus, the Messiah, And with tears streaming down her face, she just, I love God. After all of that, she was never, she never let garbage come out of her mouth. Her only words were always, here, eat, eat, I've made food, eat. Or love God, or, ah, ah, that's how she, oi, oi, that's how she said, oh my God, because you couldn't say, oh my God, oi. And I'd say, what is it? She'd say, I have to prepare more food. You guys ate everything. I'd be like, really? And if you didn't eat everything, she got upset. So, I mean, she let the bitter be turned into sweet. If you'll take the time to study Exodus 16, 17, and 18... You'll see God kept trying to show the people who he is. Today, God is saying to you, I'm showing you who I am. This next season is unprecedented too. Listen to me, every day of your life and my life is unprecedented. Don't hear me. Don't join forces with the enemy. Don't. Don't join forces with the enemy when you're going through hard things. Get rid of the fear. Get rid of the junk. Let him use it because he is always in control. Let God use all your situations to build your faith, to build you in him, the strength and the stamina and the fortitude to fight in the spirit. So in this month of liar, and I'm going to, I won't be long here. Bear with me. But I want you to know what God is saying to us in this month. Jot these things down so that you can look at this and appropriate it. And by the way, get your communion elements. We're going to receive communion this morning because it is awesome to celebrate the offering, the sacrifice of the blood and the broken body. But in this month of Lyar, first of all, you're going to see more and more and more that God is healer and provider, just like he was in the wilderness. And his goodness is just going to keep 
being poured out on you. So when you slip, because we all miss it, right? We all got some negative word we're going to blow out of our mouth that we weren't planning on, and you just don't have the ability to grab it and throw it back. So when you miss it, remind yourself he's healer and provider. In the month of Lyar, it's a time of new, 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 new era, new freshness, new blooming. So hear me today and do this with me right now. Say, God, in Jesus' name, I cut off the old. Cut it off. I cut off the old. Everything that needs to go, go in Jesus' name. You got to do that because that's what the enemy uses. He goes in your bag, uh, junk back here and grabs and say, oh, yeah, well, what about that? And you're going to say, go. I cut you off already. Cut off the past. It's worth nothing anyway as we enter the new. And number three, the month of Lyar is a time to remember. A time to remember. 50 days, that's what we've been in, Passover to Pentecost, 50 days, 50 days Jesus met with the disciples before he rose into the, into the heavenlies to be with the Father, 50 days, 50 days he's been meeting with us. Have you taken this time, and if you haven't, you still got time, Lord knows we're given more time. Let me hear you say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I got more time. To do what? Meet with him. It's that season, Passover to Pentecost. Meet with him. He met with his disciples daily for 50 days before he went up. See, nothing's by accident. And the cool part is Pentecost, he gave them the Holy Ghost. Listen, this is your season. Pray in tongues. And don't stop. Pray in the Holy Ghost. People say to me, why do you want to talk weird like that? I want the power. So if God says, Cheryl, walk to the door of the church, and as you're walking out, pray in tongues and do three turns, I'm going to do it. If that's what's going to give me the power of God, I don't care. I know when that Holy Ghost wind blew through those apostles, they were never the same. Fourth thing about the month of Lyar, it's time to prepare for Pentecost. And in the Hebrew, that's the Feast of Shavuot. S-H-A-V-U-O-T. Shavuot. It's this feast coming up. Pentecost to the Christian church is Pentecost, but to the Jewish people, it's the Feast of Shavuot. Now, what are we doing at Pentecost? We're recalling the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Now look with me real quick at this in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, because this is what happened to them, and this is what continuously happens to us, not once a year, all the time. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. This is awesome because the body of Christ, we are praying for one another. We are in one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat on each of them. And they were all filled, filled, filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Do you know that word right there, filled with the Holy Ghost? You know that in the Hebrew, I mean, I'm sorry, in the Greek, we're in Acts, but in the Greek, this is the coolest thing, filled with the Holy Ghost. In Greek, it means a continuous infilling. It doesn't just stop at the upper room. It's continuous, a continuous filling so that no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you're continuously being filled with the Holy Ghost. Wow. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to be continuously filled, getting that power. you got to pray in tongues in this hour. If you say to me, I don't know how to do that, Dr. Cheryl, just close your eyes, say, Holy Ghost, I need you, and just open your mouth. And don't worry about thinking through it, because so many of you today, right now, are going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, loose their tongues. And God, I thank you right now. You're just filling them, filling them, filling them, filling them right now. Don't try to figure out what you're saying. Just let her rip. And I can't wait to hear the praise reports. I remember when I got filled with the Holy Ghost for the first time, I was running around, and, and my mentor was a Jewish uh, believer, and she goes, okay, okay, you got it. I go, no, I can't stop. If I stop, I'm afraid I'll lose it. And she goes, stop. You're filled. Now just start whatever the Holy Spirit wants to come out of your mouth. You try getting a little one who's learning to talk, to shut up, forget it. They just keep trying, and that's how we got to be. Keep walking around all day. And don't stop. Power! Because that's what we need in this hour. And then number five, praise. Praise in this month. See, I challenged you because now you're going to be totally addicted to praise. It's a weapon of war. It's a weapon of war. We got to be armed in this season. This new era where we're going through the wilderness with some of these folks, we got to be armed. Praise, praise, praise. Break strongholds. Praise takes you from living in this fear to living in faith. It's a mighty month. And we must believe by faith. See, I'm believing God for praise reports upon praise reports. So like the other day, 
I said, God, I need some praise reports. And in comes on my email, uh, our pastor in Texas, her brother, she had uh, texted us about a month ago, you got to pray. They are seeing cancer and they're doing MRIs and he's really sick and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. So we just began to pray and Bishop and I were hitting the heavenlies, man, just pounding. And she texted me yesterday and she says, praise the Lord. She says he's taking another bunch of MRIs and scans and it's all come back negative. See, you're going to see miracles in this season. You know why? Because God's going to show up and show off because there's those that don't believe. And these doctors were stymied. And then the other day, day before yesterday, one of my uh, spiritual sons, he was diagnosed with possible cancer of the colon, spread to the liver. So I said, oh, no, he's not. And we just started praying on the phone. And, you know, he was born and raised Catholic, so this stuff's new to him. And he goes, okay. And, you know, he's just believing God. He goes, I'm just believing God with you. I go, he don't care if you want to jump on mine. God wants you to believe him. And get this one, his mother, just a precious little saint of God, She's like real staunch Catholic. And so she emails me. She goes, I don't know you. She goes, I just know what my son has told me about you and Bishop. And I just want you to pray because I know you people pray. She goes, and, you know, thank you. Well, he called me yesterday and he says, good news. He says, what they saw is treatable and is nowhere near a death sentence. Hallelujah. And his precious little mother, she just emailed me again. She goes, thank you. Hallelujah. It's a mighty month. Don't you let nothing take you down. I want to close just saying that Isaiah 60 is a prophetic word and study it, but it doesn't, it says arise, shine. It doesn't say run, hide. (laughs) Hello? Arise, shine. Church, this is our season. We're going to shine for Jesus. We ain't running and hiding. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you for the word, and thank you for telling us some stuff, God, of where we're going. God, we're going to seek you. We're going to continue to seek you and repent and make a decision and surrender. Because, God, we want to be broken and humble before you. We want to be broken and humble before you. You can use brokenness and humbleness. So, God, we crush and annihilate all pride, and we just come humbly saying, Lord, reveal, reveal, reveal every dark agenda that is concealed. Expose it all and bring us, bring us to a place where when we go out, all they see is Jesus. And Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you that, God, we're going to receive your communion table now. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name.